Good evening and a warm welcome to Joy 99.7 FM and to tonight's edition of Springboard, your virtual university. It's 16 days more to the end of the year 2019 and this is the platform where your value is enriched on a weekly basis. Springboard is brought to you by Legacy and Legacy and your superstition Joy 99.7 FM. The broadcast is made possible by the kind courtesy of MTN, Ghana's number one network, Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank, and our print media partner, The Graphic Business. Thank you for joining us on Joy FM and on Facebook. My name is Albert Okran, and on behalf of the Virtual Academic Board, chaired by Comfort with support from Matthew, Priscilla, Amos, Emmanuel, Joe, Joe, I would like to welcome you to Leaders Digest. This is the platform where we engage change makers, especially corporate CEOs, about their vision, their values, their choices, and their learnings. And I'm going to introduce my guest for tonight very shortly. But before that, let's unpack the issue, the big issue for tonight. It's 16 days more to the end of the year 2019. And if you don't have a clear plan for 2020 what you'll be chasing and how you'll be chasing it in those 366 days Charlie, you're not ready <laughs> so here's the question are you ready for 2020 or not? the long awaited year 2020, are you ready or not ready? the number to send your thoughts to 024 in her literary classic, The Dilemma of the Ghost, Ama Atta Edu writes about a ghost standing at a junction and saying, should I go to Cape Coast or to Elmina? I don't know and I can't tell. In today's Data is King segment, Amos will tell us why decisiveness is a critical value of leadership. You don't want to miss that one. And in our Game Changer segment, Comfort will show us why to put first things first. First things first. Stay tuned for the Game Changer as well. Tonight, let me congratulate Reverend Ernest Nanakufi Buedu of Maranatha Assemblies of God Church in London. You were ordained and consecrated yesterday, so we celebrate you tonight. Our brother, Ernest Buedu, Reverend Ernest Buedu, congratulations on your ordination. And of course, to Reverend Maurice Apia, General Secretary of ICGC, Friday was your birthday. Enjoy the show as well. Let's start with our quote for the day and let me go to comfort to find out what is our leadership um, quote for the day. Well, today let's go to my favorite leadership coach, John Maxwell. He was recently in Ghana and he says that energy, confidence and decisiveness is 90% of the battle. Wow. Energy, confidence. How critical is the way... it seems to focus on how we carry ourselves as leaders. How big is that comfort? Well, you see, no matter how gifted you are, if you are lethargic towards your vision or your purpose or timid and indecisive, the battle is lost, even though you are very gifted before you start to say, I want to win the war. The battle is lost before you start. <laughs> I saw glimpses of the Arsenal match today. Was the battle lost before the battle started? <laughs> we'll talk about that one as we go along. My guest is a big, big Arsenal supporter. So the question, are you ready for 2020 or not? Tonight, we are talking about the vision, the values, the choices, and the learnings of change makers. My guest for today sleeps, eats, and drinks banking. He's a CEO of FBN Bank. Ahead of that role... 
he has held he has significant footprints in banking in various different roles. Victor Yawasanti is my guest for tonight. Victor, welcome to Springboard. Thank you very much, Albert. Good to see you. Good to see you too. And congratulations, um, Legacy and Legacy for a fantastic week. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You're one of the people that we finally, finally get to have in the studio. And, and, and many people say it, it's been a long time coming, but glad to have you here today. So for the benefit of our listeners, some of whom may not have heard you before, just give us a sense of this journey, your, your corporate journey, just so that they can relate to you. Sometimes people hear CEO of this place and they think maybe that's 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 all you've done. Yeah. Just help our listeners to get a sense of the journey of your your corporate career. Well, I I have been thank you once again. I've I've been a banker mostly. Um, I started my career with Unilever um, after my MBA in Legon. Um So I spent about two years in Unilever and then I started my banking career right after that. Uh, my first bank was a merchant bank where I spent seven years um, and started um, what was eventually became a very um, uh, fulfilling journey. Um, after Merchant Bank, I went to Stanchat, uh, where most people associated me with. Um, again, I spent about 10 years in Stanchat, uh, first of all, again, uh, starting with corporate banking uh, in Ghana. I uh, did a year out in London, came back to Ghana and ended up um, in uh, Botswana. And then um, in Botswana, I, I I came back to Ghana with uh, FNB, that's First National Bank, um, again head of um, corporate commercial institutional banking. Um, did that for about four years, three and a half years um, to four. And then I moved uh, to where I am now, FBN Bank, where I've been a CEO since uh, middle of the year. Excellent. So I'm doing some mathematics here. That is my custom. So 2 plus 7 plus 10, 19 plus 4, 23 years thereabouts. Okay, so if I take out the two years in Unilever, you're taking about 21 years in banking thereabouts. It was thereabouts. Two decades of banking Two experience. decades of banking, absolutely. Is it a tough industry? Yeah, very tough. Um, it, it's enjoyable, um, but quite tough. It's made so far in the last um, four or five years, um, is it's become extremely um problematic um well i guess it also depends on where you sit in the bank um i used to enjoy it completely because i didn't have to worry about a lot of things i was just a salesman typically i close my deals make the money and get on with it corporate banking was not um, um it was enjoyable and then and then banking changed uh, because a number of things changed so once everything changed um um, it became slightly more um, problematic in terms of um, regulation days and all of that. And as you can imagine, um, last two three years has been extremely tough for bankers. Great. So, so, so the industry changed, and your role too changed. Exactly, my role also changed. So you had more responsibility. So, so for those who, for those who are in corporate banking who want your position, what, what would you tell them? Well, it's it's in the, in the end like everything. Uh, once you deliver on it and you you achieve objectives, uh, it's satisfying. I guess the tougher it is, the more uh, satisfying the the end result is. So um, that is not to say uh, after all, people are doing a, a brain surgery. So um, I wouldn't say it means that people should keep off, but just be warned that um, the unknowns are becoming a lot. And once the unknowns are becoming a lot, it, it becomes problematic. 
In his recent message on uh, uh, the other uh, roadshow road grand convocation, Dr. Tabo spoke about VUCA. It's a very f- uh, familiar ter- um, um, terminology in management, but the, the world is becoming volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. And I guess that it kind of, kind of sums up what you are describing about the banking industry and, 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 and the financial services as a whole. Yeah, I could see that it's, it's becoming very, 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 very uncertain and because of, as you would imagine, there are two or three reasons. The first of the f- uh, being the fact that banks um, uh, rely a lot on, on on cyber stuff, and that is dangerous because it means that people are always trying to get in there and see what they can do with you. Um, it's also the fact that um, bad news can be very bad news for banks, and a very good bank can suddenly become a very bad bank overnight. If, if for example, you have a run. Uh, it could be something that you, you didn't do anything about. But um, last week or so, I saw a message where somebody referenced the bank and said things like, go and take your money out of the bank because something has happened there. Such such an an occurrence could easily get you into trouble if, if um, uh, you're not careful. So no matter how much pre- uh, prepared you are, how much um, alert you are, uh, you can wake up one day and in three days your bank will be gone. So these are the factors that, that make banking um, very dangerous. It is 13 minutes past the hour of seven. If you just joined us, I'm hanging out with Victor Yawasanti, the CEO of FBN Bank, who's telling me about his life as a leader, where he's been so far. Let me come to your principles that undergird your life. One of the one of the things we are very interested in is who are you? What are the principles? What are the values that you hold dear that you say, this, this is me? Day or night, this is me. What are the three biggest values of your life? Um, not not to sound um, not to sound uh, too complex or too um, out of reach, and so I wouldn't say there are any major uh, principles that are out of this world. I mean, I think I think like every human being, fairness is always is always crucial, and I've always said that. Uh, once you are fair, you you kind of uh, cut a path that you can always make sure. You sort out. So I would say fairness is one one key thing. Um, the other thing I'll probably say is um, say that um, you must always treat people with dignity. I think humanity is always very important. So in everything you do, um, you must treat people with. Dig- so even as you are being fair, you sometimes people are in trouble, and uh, you must never forget that uh, you have to treat people with dignity. Right. So that's also very important to me. Um, I could go on and add a few things that I think are, if you like, principle, call them principle, call them things I I hold dear. Um, for example, I, I know that uh, one of the things about uh, the corporate world, in, in fact, everything you do in the world is people treat you according to your own expectation. So what basically that means is that um, when people think, um, people like to understand your space and they, they like to play in the space. So you let people know what your space is, what what works for you, what doesn't, what doesn't work for you. And invariably, people try to... To, to let you be. So um, it's always important to set parameters. And once you have that done, you see that people play in. Once people do that, sometimes you hear people say, people uh, describe people like this guy is very troublesome. You go and say anything with him and he will take you on. And so it's because he has defined his principles such that people understand they shouldn't touch him. Right. So let me give you the three that you've given me. And if you listen to our show last week, actually, fairness was ranked as the second biggest. Leadership principle in the, in a, in a certain um, Robert Half 
um, study that we are serializing. The one number one was integrity. Number two was fairness. So, so even though you think it's, these are just regular stuff, they are huge, really, really huge. And, the, and humanity and dignity is big in there. And then, of course, setting your parameters or your or your, your, your boundaries or your cl- or providing clarity um, is big. Let me find out from you what, if you look back at your career, what uh, is there a particular turning point? Was there an experience that framed your thought processes, or that you see, you look back and you say that was the moment when everything changed? I became a different person, or it just set you on the on the path to a rapid rise. Um, n- not. I, I can't say one particular instance, but a, a series of instances, a few things come, and then you know that uh, you are like, okay, now th- this this is the serious end. I mean, simple things like you have a, your first baby, and you know what the baby does to you, and I remember you are thinking this is a huge responsibility, you can't you can't get it wrong, and so you try and make sure you 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 go on the straight and narrow. Um, I remember. Also, I think just after university, um, somewhere in Germany, I was on an exchange program. There was this lady who came in. Um, I used to go about the same time with her. And then one, for a period, I saw she came in slightly earlier than we all do. So I asked her, what's going on? So she's coming in 30 minutes every time, every day, earlier than she should. Because she needs, she needs um, two hours uh, to go and see a dentist on a Friday. So Monday to Thursday... She did an extra 30 minutes. And I'm thinking, two hours, why did you just walk out and take it? He said, no, that's not how it works. So that, that stayed with me. That stayed with me about, I mean, how honest she could be and so on. In fact, I remember uh, I was then coming in uh, to do my national service post university, and my dad was trying to change where uh, my national service des- uh, was going to be at. And I told him to stop because if, uh, and this was just um, uh a lab assistant who was doing this. I said, if people could do that and just put in 30 minutes every day for for four days just to end two hours, and and that stayed with me. I said, uh, you have to just make sure you are doing the right things in terms of putting in the amount of work you need to do and not just cut corners. So simple things like that, and you realize that it stay it stays with you. Of course, there are also things that you you know that there's a God factor. So you it happens to you and then you, you tell yourself, look, no matter what you do, no matter how well you are prepared, there's always that part that you must always take care of. And how, how big how big are you on faith? Well I, I am I'm 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 not uh, uh, I'm not one who is going to be in church five days a week or any such thing, but I'm very quiet with with, with that and I, I know a simple prayer um, just the two sentences. So I completely understand the fact that you must prepare. And sometimes people, um, I think, get it wrong a little, uh, where they they probably think there's the invisible force that will take care of everything. But uh, I don't. Th- I don't believe in that. I think you must first of all make sure your human self has done everything that you have to be, and then after that. You then ask um, um, God um, or whatever your faith leads you to make sure that uh, the rest really is in their hands. And it happens. I mean, like I said, you can prepare as a human being. You can prepare and everything will just go wrong at the very last minute. Um, um, You just know that there's always that little bit that is not in your hands. Right. And therefore, you must be clear about that and ask that that is covered by that person who always does that for you. So... 
I've had many, many instances where your faith is strengthened uh, with examples because I, I think in your journey, there are so many times that even when you are, you are kind of going off, something happens and then you are reminded that, look, you are nobody until, you know, uh, the Almighty himself is in control. Absolutely correct. So somebody said, pray as if, work as if everything depends on you and then pray as if everything depends on, on God. God. Absolutely. Right. It's 20 minutes past the hour of 7 o'clock. This is Springboard, your virtual university, and the program is Leaders Digest. We're hanging out with Victor Yasanti, CEO of FBN Bank, trying to unpack the person behind the big title just to know that he's human and he believes in fairness, humanity and in setting his parameters you may want to call that clarity just so you know who you are dealing with, what you see is what you get he also says that the things that provided a turning point were not, were not some, some, some supernatural things that happened it's just small, small things like, like parenthood suddenly bringing home the fact that that he is a responsible person with a family looking up to him and then the God factor but the story that he tells that catches my attention is about a lab assistant somewhere in Germany making sure that she's clocking extra 30 minutes every day to accumulate four uh, four days times 30 minutes to be able to see the dentist on Friday. He says that principle of integrity and responsibility made him vow that he's, he should stand in the right place on the, on the straight and narrow. Um, Victor, do you find that sometimes in our quest to achieve our personal corporate objectives, we just cut corners because we just want to get it at all costs. And sometimes as a society, we celebrate success in quotes without asking tough questions. Yeah, it's it's, it's becoming an issue, um, I think a topical one lately. And uh, if, if your life journey has been someone like me who is always involved with... Um, uh, making sure talent is being groomed and uh, being there as a mentor, trying to mentor and so on. You realize that these days um, the people you try to mentor and so on want to cut corners. They they, they are in a hurry to to get things done. So it it, it is an issue we must address. Uh, and um, I think um, more and more. And look, people like you, I I keep seeing that I've done a, a very good, a fantastic of putting together. Um, as a framework around where we are measuring certain things, we are putting together things like um, um, the art of motiv- motivation, mentoring, and all these things that we do. But I suspect that um, that the field is getting crowded. A lot of people are coming in, and they are not telling the tale the way it should be told. Uh, everybody's expecting success without being told that no, there's a bit of hard work in there. Right. It's not always glamorous. It's not always shortcuts. It's actually you must validate yourself in many ways and many circumstances before you, you get into In fact, 50% of the problem we had in the banking industry uh, or the financial industry was the fact that people became, uh, uh, they overpromoted themselves. They became CEOs of microfinance, of other financial institutions and so on, without having gone through the, the mill. Right. And therefore, they weren't prepared for it. And uh, uh, to quote you mostly, uh, when the fundamentals are weak, uh, you'll be found out at some point. And, and, and it's happened. It's happened dramatically uh, in, in that field. And so, it's not everything that you can rush it. You right. you must just have the apprenticeship. You must go through the apprenticeship and uh, you must take your time about it. I'm not talking about... Um, um, doing everything in 20 years and because that's the way it's been done. It can be done in 10 years, yes. If you are good enough, you can even do it in 5 years. But it's rare. You don't have people who just jump in and become geniuses, particularly around uh, fields that, that need a lot of um, 
um, of work and uh, you know patience and, and, and apprenticeship and all that. Let's interrogate the issues you raise about patience, about process, about going through the mill. Because one of the failings of conversations like this is that we we highlight the glamour, we highlight the nice car you drive, we highlight the great things you are doing, but we don't spend enough time grilling those times when you looked up and said, oh God, if you don't come to it for me, I'm finished. So for the benefit of our listeners who are saying, I see your, see your ship is nice, help us to go down into the valley, those moments when you looked around and felt helpless. No, no, paint that picture for us so we see the, the, the contrast for the benefit of somebody who's going through that and feeling that they are useless or, or they've lost altogether. Seal ship is nice, uh, but it's nice if you are ready for it, for the role, because it's going to throw a lot of things at you, and um, it is what it is. Um, and and yes, I've seen a lot of glamour. Sometimes when people come to you and say, "Can you be my mentor?" What they want really means is, that, "Can you show me the path to be like you right. in a shorter time, if possible?" That, that, uh, that's not exactly wrong, is it? <laughs> if possible, yeah. And they, once once you start breaking it down, you're like, you're thinking, "No, I thought." There's a slightly better way of doing it, right. and um, you are not um, kind of making it easier or faster or simpler for what, them. What do, you, what do you tell them that they rebel? What, 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 what is it that you tell them no, no, about you put the them process? On, so, so the process sometimes you, I mean, I did, I did a few modern shows. Even um, there was this: um, you are not good because somebody said you are good. You have to. Other people must say it. So you must rotate. You must go into. You must always leave your comfort zone. They push you out of it. So you must be on projects. You must have other people. You must even go out of your geography, and that's how it's done. So if you're in Ghana and you are you are doing well, very well, what this is okay. Why don't you let him come over to? And that's how Stancha to go to London. Come over to, and then you work with a different culture, different people. You are working now with, you are not working with Ghanaians, you are not working with Africans, you are working with Indians, you are working um, uh, English, British. And when you do that for a year and then they say, yes, you are good, then you know you are good. So you are now being taken out of your comfort zone to try things. The culture is different. Uh, you are not seeing familiar people and you are still keep, you keep keeping on, then you are now getting there. But there are some people who don't want to go out. And when you ask them, they say, I don't want to go out of Ghana. You ask them, do you want to do take this role in this country? And they think about it, and they are not too keen about it, and so on. What, what that means is that you you are not tested, you are not put through the the grill the way you should, you know. Right. But you must go through that necessarily, because that is when you realize that because it, it brings out a few things you don't even know. And 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 the good news is that look, it may well validate you, it may well validate you, but. You never know until you really have gone through this process. Let me test that theory uh, uh, in, in, a, in a field that you and I are very interested in, the field of football. Just as a matter of interest, if I put Messi and Ronaldo down, personally, which one of them do you prefer? Well, I do, I do Messi. Uh, I do Messi down Ronaldo. Even I respect Ronaldo a lot, and I've gone through this debate a lot. I do Messi because of, of what he gives. He gives... More than just um, um, a particular, yeah. Okay. You know, I ask you that question. You can. When you talked about the fact that success must be tried in different fields, the temptation was to push you and say, Ronaldo's done it in Portugal, in England, in Spain, and he's doing it in Italy right now. Messi stayed with one club, so sample says. So I was trying to test your theory, <laughs> to see whether you, you, you would apply it in the, that particular debate. But having said that, have you failed before? Yes, of course. You have to fail. You have failed before. Tell me about that. I mean, so for example, you know, it's a pyramid. Um, 
The word pyramid in banking is a very different thing. Yeah. Well, well I mean, the journey, the journey of life is prime. For example, if you are 10 of you who start off, um, probably one or two of, of, of you are going to end up better. There's going to be only one right. C at the time. Right. So you see yourself in a, a situation where you think uh, you, you probably are ahead or you should be the one getting a role and the role doesn't come to you, it goes to somebody else. And then that, that in itself will come to you as a failure because you didn't get what you thought you want. But what I've also noticed is that when any time such things happen, they actually mean that it gives you the better time to prepare more so that the next time you are there, if you take it for in the right route. Because, look, the, one of the things people should understand, the world is not fair. The world has never been fair. Um, you are ahead. You probably are somewhere that somebody else deserves to be. But you are there. So when you dwell too much on what you didn't get, you don't l- learn the lessons you must learn. So the world is not fair. And therefore, when failures come your way, you must take them as the last bit that tests you. You know you know what so they say about have diamonds? You, have you missed out narrowly on CEO ship in the past? Oh, yes. I mean... Um, Back in Stan Chart, um, um, there were opportunities in else, elsewhere where you go through a process, and then you are told that they want you to go and do this instead of that, and therefore you you have to wait. And um, other people come up and, and get it done faster than you, and you think, no, you should have been the one doing this. But um, like I said, it, it's the attitude you take with these things. Right. So let me ask you a question that I'm sure. And of course, I failed also at marriage. Well, I wouldn't say marriage, uh, failed, but um, I we grew apart because uh, very competitive people who um, stayed um, in different geographies for a long time. So inevitably, we we had to and we chased our uh, we chased our, uh, our professions more than. So you you look at it and say that this could have been done better. When you look back at these two, do you sometimes? T- think you could have done things differently absolutely there's always the thing you can do better there's always the thing you can do and that's why reflection is very good um the thing is how you approach it it's very important how you approach these things and that's why everybody needs a mentor and that's why you must always bounce up uh, and i had even at this stage i have people you go to and you ask them to help you to reflect because if you don't let people you talk to them and then they, they pick things that they need and that is why uh, even at this stage I keep in touch with other CEOs or people who are even be, uh, behind me and sometimes you, you'll be surprised how genius can help you to understand something that you didn't even know previously so something like that we do also all the time so you speak to your colleagues in your circle you speak to people who have been there before and they've seen it before and therefore they are able to tell you how you could do it better right so um while we are at it on that on, uh, last question on that point so i listened to an interview from a politician who had lost the bid to be president a couple of times and in the times that he lost he felt he really was the better candidate and deserved to be president there's no but such thing eventually when he got it he admitted that that was the best time because the version of him that would have been the leader at that time was not fully ready. There's Do no, you sometimes feel that way? No, no, there's no such thing. I mean, um, actually, it's 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 when you when you get opportunities to 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 be humble. When you are humbled, it tells you that uh, you you have to understand what has happened to other people that you've been in competition with. You probably are going, going, going. Like I said, I've always been a, a, a hippo, fast tracker, Unilever. There are there six of you, two of you are going away. There are four people you are not even thinking about. Um, and then you move on to the next group of people you do that. So 
it is these moments that actually help you to reflect. If you don't get such moments, you don't pause. What, what year were you in Stanchard? I was in Stanchard from, um, I think, 20, yeah, for 10 years, 20, 2005 to 2015, end of 2015. 2005 to 2015. I've got somebody on the line whose voice you will know very well from that period in Stanchard. Good evening, sir. Good evening. All the way from Johannesburg, South Africa. Good evening, Kweku Beduado. Hi, good evening. And good evening to your listeners. Kweku, I've got Victor, Victor here. You should see his face in the studio. Absolute shock that we have you on the line. But you were Victor's colleague in his time chat for several years. He's been talking about his banking journey. Tell me about the man, Victor Yawasanti. Yeah, Victor and I were, were colleagues. We we are year mates. We are age mates. So yeah, we we worked together uh, in the wholesale bank business. Um, later, I moved on to to become the CEO. He moved on to Botswana. I think he came across as a very good good and trustworthy colleague. Um, his team he worked with were always very close to him. In fact, uh, the people he worked with in Botswana still ask of him anytime I meet them. Uh, and what I do remember about him was his humanity. Um, he was very into Rotary. He was the president of one of the, the, uh, the circles or chapters, I'm not sure, but, um, I think Ringwood. And he invited me a couple of times to participate in their events. I think I spoke at one of their events, and I was pretty touched with his commitment to humanity and to to look out for people who don't have and who need help. Uh, that's one thing that struck me about him. So altogether, a very well-balanced individual, I would say, and a good leader. Someone whispered to me that 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 cadre, that crop of people, yourself, Victor, Mansa, from the same cohort, all went out. And who, Kobna? Abna, yes, all went out to become CEOs one way or another. Was there something about that group, that cohort, that we can explore or learn from? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I think that perhaps what runs common in our generation is we struggle the. The era before digitization and the era after digitization. So we saw the the end days of the analog system, and we also saw the transition to digital. That's the only thing I can think of. Uh, beyond that, probably it's also attitude. Um, maybe we share a common attitude and outlook in life. Um, no shortcuts. Work hard. Um, wait for your turn um, and deliver a quality job. I mean, principles are, are universal, as I always say. So you apply those principles, then it doesn't matter the situation you are in. You, 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 success will come your way inevitably, I think. All right, let me give Victor the chance to speak to you because I can see the light in his eyes. If I give him a chance, it's something I'm sure he will very much love to take. Victor, what do you have to say to Kakubidadu? Well, we could keep keeping on. Um, uh, I guess, um, in our cohort, like you said, uh, he was the first to become, um, 
a CEO. In fact, he was the first Ghanaian to do a lot of things. So um, clearly, once he started breaking those barriers, those boundaries, he became the first Ghanaian in Stanchart after 120 years or so, 110 years then to become a managing director. And then uh, that, that meant that some of us could do it. We came along with him after that. Yes, he's right. Uh, Mansa, myself, Abna, uh, Jodazi were all there um, uh, within the weeks. Abna has gone on to become the CEO for Barclays, and Mansa is now CEO of Stanchat. We still meet and laugh a lot and then look at, back at all this work. And uh, he was always a very good example. And I think one of the things Kweku did, and I never told him, was uh, when he asked me to mentor his own son, um, um, Kweku, who I, I still think uh, um, we are still in very good touch. Uh, and that was a kind of a vote of um, confidence in my ability to, to lead the young and so on. And f- following from that, I've done it. I have a, an army of uh, people, about 10, 15, because I noticed that, uh, should I say, the boy child needs somebody like that around the 20s, 21, 22. That's a very crucial area of their lives when we're, we're talking about shortcuts and all of that. And that's when you try to talk to them about some of the things they need, patience and what they have to do. So, Kweku, thank you for everything, and I hope you are enjoying down in South Africa. Yes, I am, Victor, and thank you also for being a great work colleague and everything that happens, you've been out of office. Thank you very much, and I'm proud of you. Thank you very much, Kwekubidadu. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to having you the next time you're in Ghana. Sure, and um, best wishes to everyone on Springboard, and best wishes to your listeners. Thank you very much, sir. Good, Good evening. Good evening, sir. So that's Kweku Beduadu, um, CEO of Stanchat South Africa, former CEO of Stanchat in Ghana. Uh, I, I, I guess you're very surprised. Yeah, I am. I am. All right, so that's what we do here on Springboard. We put a few surprises once in a while just to align you with the people that are aligned with your vision and the people that you encounter along the route. So this is 22 minutes to the hour of Eight o'clock time flies when you are in good company. My guest for tonight, Victor Yasanti, the CEO of FBN Bank, as we unpack the values of his life, the vision, the learnings, and everything in between. And are you a trader or a merchant looking to grow your business? Then now is the time to grow faster and go further with EcoBank's Digi Banking Pack. The EcoBank Digi Banking Pack is designed specially with the growth of your business in mind. The benefits are absolutely amazing. They include zero opening balance, no monthly service charges, automatic access to EcoBank's payment and collection solutions, a loan of up to 200000 and much more. The EcoBank Digi Banking Pack also comes with capacity building and financial literacy programs to empower you to grow your business. To find out more about how to grow faster and go further with a bank that understands your business, visit the nearest EcoBank branch, call toll-free on 3225 or contact us on digipackgh at ecobank.com. EcoBank is the EcoBank mobile app is the CIMG product of the year 2018. EcoBank two times CIMG Hall of Fame Bank. EcoBank is the first and the only national accredited entity to the Green Climate Fund in Ghana, and EcoBank for sure is the Pan African Bank. So it is 21 minutes to the hour of 8 o'clock. When I come back from this break, I'm going to be telling you about Victor's support for Arsenal and why 
for the first two minutes in the interview, you couldn't concentrate because of one Freddie Lundberg. And we'll also talk about the, the, the flip side of Victor. Sorry, talked about his passion for humanity and for Rotary. We would look at what he has been doing with Rotary Club as well. But let me bring you a commercial break from our partners, MTN and Ecobank. And then when I come back, we'll have our data scan segment. Please enjoy me. London girl, where she is led for it be smooth, yeah. Charlie, unless those are low lafa ones, no one here, no lie. Also, slave queen, where she invest for in skin inside, hey, it be smooth. But you go chat to me, sister, all be told you know, when he elbows, then use all the cherry ripe plantain. Ah, guy, in Kutu versus natural black beauty, there you know, go get who that be the smooth, you know, smooth be original, smooth, no be synthetic. Try the new Guinness A new different type of Guinness Perfectly balanced for a smoother, more refreshing taste At a cool price of 3 cities, 50 pesos Guinness Smooth This is smooth Drink responsibly, not for sale to persons under the age of 18 Not suitable for pregnant women This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA the biggest celebration of African culture is back Afrochella. Come join us on the 28th December at El Wax Sports Stadium as we celebrate African culture, arts, music, and fashion. Powered by Joy Prime, Media Partners, Joy FM, Adom FM, Hits FM, Asempire FM, Adom TV, and Joy News. Get your tickets at the front desk of Multi TV, Joy FM, Pinkberry, Airport Shell, Akramo, BBNZ Live, Cupcake Boutique, and Bamboo House. For tickets reservations, call 0540-106-466. For more information, visit afrochella.com. It is 20, uh, 19 minutes to the hour of 8 o'clock, and this is Springboard, your virtual university. Tonight, we are hanging out with my friend, Victor Yawasanti, CEO of FBN Bank, trying to find out what is it that has inspired him, what is it that has strengthened him, what is it that has challenged him. He's talked about failure, about success. He's talked about uncertainty, and then talked about the mountaintop. Which part of his conversation is inspiring you most? Tonight, we want to just swing over to that other part of his life that is so dear to him, the, his life as a Rotarian. And I have a mega Rotarian on the line. Jeffrey Affle is a big man in Rotary and a very huge mentor of Victoria Asante. Jeffrey, good evening. Good evening, Albert. Good evening to your listeners. Charlie, I tried joining Rotary, but they didn't allow me. They said I should go to Rotract. So I'm a, I'm a Rotractor, but I'm not a Rotary. They say I'm, <laughs> one day when I grew up, I'll come to Rotary. But thanks for joining us. It's not too late. Thank you. So tell, tell me, um, yeah, I was looking at the... <laughs> He's looking into space and wondering what next because we just surprised him with somebody that he worked with in his time as Stanchard. But tell us, what kind of person is he, Victor Yasanti? Well, thank you. Um, Victor is a very focused person. He's a natural leader. Um, I knew him when we were in Campus USC then together, Katanga Hall. But we got closer when he joined the Rotary Club of Akaringo Central in 2006. And um, as was rightly pointed out, uh, what you see is what you get. He is very focused. He's a goal-getter. He's an achiever. He has this thing about him. He's able to 
carry along his followers uh, in a bit to achieve his vision or his goal. So in a nutshell, that is what he is. Um, he has a service hat. And so when he joined Rotary, it was just the best fit for him. He was a retractor too, so it was just a, a natural, a natural progression. Even though he joined a bit late. That's why I'm saying that it's not too late for you, Albert, to join Rotary. <laughs> Thank you, Jeffrey, for the invitation. And one, one of these days, you you see me at a Rotary meeting. That would be good. But let me give let me give Victor a chance to say a, a word a word to you before you go. Okay. All right. Jeffrey, thanks. Um, uh, yeah, um, I think um, I'm sure your listeners know about Rotary, um, the biggest and oldest uh, humanitarian <laughs> humanitarian uh, association in the world. Um, he's doing a lot of um, uh, good in the world, and uh, I'm happy to be associated with uh, Jeffrey, who is our past district governor, and uh, we'll continue to do some work together. See you at the next meeting, and I will be coming with all my skills to come and contribute. But Albert, a quick one. Uh, just last week in Lomé, uh, it will surprise you to note that Victor was selected by the nomination committee to lead the district. The district comprises four countries, Ghana, Togo, Kenya, and Niger. We have about 2,600 in over 100 clubs. And he's been selected to lead the district in the year 2022-2023. So that is the person we are talking about. Thank you very much. In, in a week, uh, we're going to have a district governor for District 9102 in the year 2022-2023. Thank you very much. And absolutely no objection whatsoever. So con- consider it that. And congratulations, <laughs> sir. All right. Let's go to our Data is King segment. The dilemma of a ghost. Should I go to Cape Coast or to Almina? Amos, how big is decisiveness? Take it away. The Data is King segment is premised on the fact that statistical data organized and presented in the right context improves understanding, reduces uncertainty, and facilitates accurate prediction of outcomes. This evening, our statistic of the day is on decisiveness. According to a Harvard Business Review report, 66% of CEOs are fired due to indecision. Mm. Decisiveness was ranked as the third most desired quality in leaders according to a 2016 Robert Half survey. The capacity to make a high quality de- the capacity to make high quality decisions quickly and accurately is a critical leadership skill. Decisive CEOs are 12 times likely to outperform their peers who are indecisive, according to the CEO Genome Project. So, Joseph Falkman says you can improve your decision-making skills by doing these eight things. Number one, one, he says, take risk. Number two. Number two, he says, communicate so that others can challenge the assumptions you are working with. Mm. Number three, think strategically, have a long-term perspective. Number four, he says, acquire expertise. You develop it yourself or you buy it. Number five, have courage. Sometimes you need to go alone. Number six, drive for results. So execute. Number seven, inspire others to act. And number eight, he says, have integrity because it's easy to act when you are doing the right thing. So our concluding thought. Now before you go to your conclusion, which of the eight is your, your personal favorite? There is execution. 
at the end of the day, you can do all the things, but if you do all the thinking and you don't execute, yeah. you remain where you are. Mr. Dasif, you as well. Uh, yeah, execution is key because, like you said, well, um, the visioning is important, but what's the point if you can't vision and you can't execute? So, and so number people, six is leading. People can, uh, uh, yes, execution. Right. As for risk, it depends on industry. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> it was concluding your own, and let's, let's, let's swing to this one. So, to conclude, we leave you with a quote that says, The risk of a wrong decision is preferable to the terror of indecision. Cool. <laughs> we leave you with two questions to ask when you face a decision. Number one is, What impact? will result if I make the wrong decision. Right. And number two, how much will I store progress if I don't make a move now? The risk of a wrong decision is preferable to the terror of indecision. Charlie, Charlie, let me give you a, a, a companion quote to this one. I found it this afternoon. It says, be decisive, right or wrong, make a decision because the road of life is paved with flat squirrels who don't make a decision. Charlie, is powerful. Hey, 66% of firing is done because of indecision. 66%. Charlie, if you want to be fired, make a decision. Even if it's the wrong one, make it. Uh, yes. And, and, and 12 times more likely to perform if you are a decisive person. Victor, are, you, are you surprised at these stats? No, I'm not at all. Um, it's, it's a daily thing that you need to do because the thing, the thing about uh, uh, taking too long to decide is that, like you said, you miss opportunities also. Right. So um, your entry, your outry, you make sure um, it's, it's moving. It's moving. Right. It's moving. And and I realized that not only was the was was it about making the right decision, but making it quickly and making it forcefully. Absolutely. Um, because the thing is that it is a message from the top. Uh, if you don't set the tone well and you don't let people know that it's it's this is what it is, this is how you should do it, and you 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 don't make it as clear as you can make it, it will affect the execution because you must show confidence. It's all about confidence in these days also. Confidence, confidence. So come on, you spoke about energy, confidence, and decisiveness. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's come down to the, the, the game changer segment, that one thing that could turn everything around in comfort. You talked about first things first. What's on the plate today? Well, we're talking about a bottle spill and the story of Fabrice. Do you know the moments that things seem so obvious to everyone but you? Like you're searching frantically for glasses you are wearing. Mm. Well, I experienced one this week. My colleague and I were walking, working together over lunch when he spilled his malt on his papers. He scrambled trying to grab tissues to clean up the mess. But as he wiped frantically, the papers got only more soaked. Why? Because he forgot to pick up the bottle before he started cleaning. Today, our game changer is first things first. Both in life and in business, it's possible to know exactly what to do and how to do it, but still fail because a critical condition is unmet. When Procter & Gamble first developed their Febreze spray, they were excited about its ability to mask even the strongest of odors. They released the product onto the market, touting its ability to eliminate foul smells, expelling, expecting rapturous results but sales started small and quickly dwindled the product was set to be cancelled and labeled a flop the fabric team wondered what was wrong the product worked great so they followed up with some users 
and realize something that would completely change the fortunes of the products. People were used to the smell of their homes. And so they didn't notice if it smells bad. Essentially, they didn't see a reason to use Febreze. The team decided to reposition Febreze as a product which made things smell nice instead of eliminating unpleasant smells. They added a bit more perfume to the previously odorless spray and ran ads showing the spray being used on freshly laid beds and clean clothes. Within two weeks, sales doubled. Within a year, the product had brought in over $230 million. What changed? They found the right reason. By positioning Febreze as a fragrance finishing touch to the cleaning process, Procter & Gamble gave people a reason to use the spray and the sales rocketed as a result. To close, I would like to leave you with a quote from Arthur Dan Millan who says, Think of your priorities, not in terms of when, what activities you do, but when you do those activities. Timing is everything. This week, let's reconsider how we order our priorities for maximum effect. This has been the Game Changer on Springboard. Do have a phenomenal week. First things first. That is the message. Let me come back to my guest in the studio, <coughs> Victor Yawasanti. Victor, first things first. What, what do you think? Absolutely. First things priorities? first. Um, my, I mean, everybody will tell you it's, it's always about work hard and then you can play. So uh, first things first means that uh, wake up in the morning, make sure the things that need to be done are done. Um, and focus on the things that are, we spoke about execution, focus on the things that are relevant. And then after that, um, everything else can be added. I mean, if, if you get it twisted, uh, that's it. It's, it's, if you get the order wrong, everything else changes. From your days in Unilever, can you relate to the issue of a product being positioned Absolutely. I probably have uh, come across a few of that. Uh, sometimes uh, the filler also, the Neal Fitzgerald is one very famous for having the wrong product. When we're talking about execution, split to market, mm-hmm. um, I think he rushed with, uh, he had a vessel, he had a, a famous filler with Pesel, but he became the managing director. They didn't fire him because he took a decision and he got it wrong. And they, they thought he made him a better man and he became better. So, so you, you literally fused our game changer segment and absolutely. segment. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, First, uh, what's uh, exactly, when you, when you, when you speak about FMCGs, it's always like that. If you don't position properly, you get it out completely wrong. Right. So let's wrap this up. I mean, if you just joined us in this t- um, on, on, on radio or on Facebook, my guest for tonight has been Victor Yasanti, the CEO of FBN Bank on our, our Leaders Digest program. He shared his values that he holds there as fairness, as humanity and as setting parameters or providing clarity about who, what he stands for. He spoke about parenthood, the God factor, and a simple encounter in Germany as being some of the little, little things in life that we take for granted, but which go on to influence the frame of mind within which he works. We raised along the line Kweku Beduado, CEO of Tanchat South Africa, who talked about his time with um, Victor and the fact that they were colleagues and year mates and age mates and he found him to be good and trustworthy 
close to his team, something that's also Jeffrey corroborated. He says that people in Botswana still talk about you when he gets to meet them. He spoke about your love for humanity and your work with, with Rotary, something also that Jeffrey of Rotary um, highlighted. Um, what would be your closing thoughts, Victor Yasanti, as we um, bring this, this, this discussion to a close? Well, I, I would talk about, um, I think we spoke about mentorship and um, leading um, the next generation. I think it's huge. We need to focus on on making sure that we take people along on our journey, understand what their issues are, get close to the people who are coming through and just simply give them mentorship because that's that's becoming a very big thing. And when I say mentorship, I'm talking about uh, being there. Is it, it's not... It's not an event. Mentorship is a process. So people who mentor must find time. Right. You must find time and you must sit with people. You must give them tax. You must check. You must check. You must check. Are you passionate about this country? Absolutely. Absolutely. Ghana, Ghana will, will work. Um, Ghana will work. Um, it's, it's, you see, we, we are speaking about management. And it's, it's a whole thing. Sometimes you wonder about... Um, well, we, we can't simply get some things right. Um, but it's the art of management. The art of management basically means that you must break things and make sure you put them in proper squares and fix them. So that um, if management were easy, we wouldn't be where we are. But everything must be managed. You must manage your work. You must manage your, your even your physical body. When you wake up, you must understand what it's in the body and manage it properly. Management, Ghana must, management, management, management. And that's what you must do. Ghana must find the issues, pack them in boxes and make sure the right people are doing the right thing. Yeah, drawing the boxes in your, in your mind. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, define. Uh, you see, you, if you don't define, if you don't define a problem pro- properly, what happens is that you, you give it the wrong solution. Right. And, and the art of even finding out what exactly the issue is in itself. So if you attack a symptom, you will end up solving for the wrong problem. I'm going to give the, the last word to comfort. But before I come to comfort, let me ask you, just in half a minute, what would your ideal Ghana look like? Oh, nothing much. It's just working. We stop killing ourselves on the roads. Uh, there's too much killing. We are not even talking about it. Uh, we have uh, ready to uh, ready to rule leaders. Um, the corruption is cut a little bit more than we have. Um, I think uh, it's become an issue. Um, and uh, we just love our country for it. And everybody does their little bit. And once everybody's doing their little bit, the sum of the total, the synergy of Ghana. Because Ghana is not broken at all, and I believe in Ghana. Patriotism, synergy safer roads and what less corruption all right so that's victor's <laughs> ideal ghana add more mentorship and then we have a good one comfort your one big takeaway from tonight well my one big big takeaway is the fabrice story the fact that you can get it you you, you believe you have everything in place and yet one tiny mm-hmm. overlooked detail can derail all your best efforts and the need to find go back to the drawing board to say what okay, did you do wrong what am i doing wrong and what can i do to 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 reposition it and that that is that is a very key for and get a god factor absolutely <laughs> both on the personal and the corporate front yes. absolutely yeah, yeah 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 i want to say a big thank you to you victoria santi for joining us and thank you to comfort for the the quote of the day and the game changer segment thank you amos for the data skin segment thank you all the team here at springboard for making this a great show Coming up next, we work with Jesus, and we talk about the real reason for the season. Reverend Ransford Abbasi will host Reverend Duff Dra. So we come your way again next week. God bless you. God bless you. And God Thank bless you. Thank you very much. Good night.